When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be covering episodes 25, 26, and 27 from season three of the 1987 cartoon series of Ninja Turtles, of course. We're past the halfway mark. Yes, it's a a downward slope now. Just, (laughs) Just racing to the end, we are. These three are Corporate Raiders from Dimension X, Pizza by the Shred, and Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. So, Keith, do you remember, like, these episodes at all? Um, I kind of remember Pizza by the Shred because I remember Weird Pizza to Go. But I, I, like, I couldn't tell you the plot of them before earlier today. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember the VHS of Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady, like, and like I, I just always remember the box cover, but never like I, I can't think I've ever seen that episode before today. Mm. Those uh, those robots they make in an episode, I like I've seen the toys of those. They made toys that are like robot bebop and robot rock study. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I know them from. But anyway, who's kicking us off? Um, well. First off, to move into our segment, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! And now Mike will kick us off. Yep. Hey, you command, I obey. Uh, (laughs) Starting off our trilogy here, Corporate Raiders from Dimension X, original air date, October 27th, 1989, written by David Wise. The turtles listen to April's newest broadcast, which reveals that the men in that men in business suits have been kidnapping high-ranking corporate executives, and the remaining executives are threatening to leave. Leo wonders if they should help, but Splinter, Raph, and Donatello all think that this isn't their kind of crime that they can deal with. However, the latest executive kidnapped works for a massive baking company that is the nation's biggest supplier of pizza dough, pizza crust dough, and a global pizza shortage is expected now due to the disruption of company operations. Taking this very personally, the Turtles decide that they're going to investigate. The Turtles are investigating, staking out the... uh, another company waiting for it to be hit unfortunately they don't have much of a chance to infiltrate the conglomerate the the evil company that they find octopus inc given that they look like turtles the turtles try to figure out who they could get to try and infiltrate this only executive company that hasn't been hit yet when they all decide on casey jones with april being too well known and i guess not really trusting irma they decide that casey jones is their man 
they lure Casey by trying to pretend to break open the vending machine in the park, and Casey is there immediately. Casey applies for a job at Octopus Inc., where his ruthless, violent attitude and take charge aggressiveness is immediately welcomed. He's brought into a new employee training program that hypnotically turns people into mindless slaves. Casey then tries to escape, but he's tied back into his chair. While the turtles are anxiously waiting for Casey, more laser-toting businessmen arrive to take over a small corporation. Leo, Mikey, and Raph are driven to seek cover, and Donatello ropes out his latest invention, the retro catapult, to fling garbage at them, but misses and hits his brothers instead. Donatello hits the businessmen with a bucket of water, which deactivates the hypnotic suggestions that the businessmen were under. The turtles infiltrate the building disguised as repairmen and find Casey still being brainwashed. Donatello squirts Casey with water, breaking him out of the hypnotic suggestions, and the human destroys the hypnotic equipment. They accidentally overhear a board meeting where a man declares that Octopus Stadium will be filled with all the brainwashed employees later today for the grand arising, after which they will take over the world. They keep squirting the brainwashed men, but soon discover someone has cut off the water supply to the entire building leaving them with no choice but to flee when the water runs out. With this, the turtles realize that someone who's not brainwashed must be pulling the strings. In the office of the president of the company, they find Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop. After a massive fight, Casey and the turtles are tied up and thrown in with an old man who has been tied, who has also been tied up in gag. Leo manages to free himself with a hacksaw and frees the others, and they find that the old man is the president of Octopus Inc., Octavius Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Octavius Ogilvy. Got it in one. His hearing aid is broken, which made him immune to the hypnotic brainwashing. He shows them the blueprints for Octopus Stadium, which reveals the turtles to the turtles that the Grand Arising is a plan to raise the Technodrome to the surface. At the stadium, Donatello tinkers with the hydraulics under the stadium, but instead of the technodrome, a vast octopus-shaped device arises from the ground and sprays the audience with water, causing all of the gathered executives to wake up from their hypnotic spell. Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady all flee the stadium, and the turtles are congratulated by Ogilvy, who vows to make the world a better place. Raph then opines that it may not be a realistic ending, but it is a happy one. Woohoo. All right, mine is Pizza by the Shred, which is written by Mark and Michael Edens. And I've gotten a lot of, I think like every single week, I usually get the episode by Mark and Michael Edens. Like they write a lot of these. Oh right. yeah, uh, Mike and I actually talked about that when you were gone one time and decided that anytime they've written an episode, you're doing it. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we plan, we actually plan that. Yeah. So we choose our episodes very specifically now, now that everybody knows. Yeah. A little inside <laughs> baseball. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, that's why I always got like the most boring episodes or nothing really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You think you invited us to be on this podcast, but we're actually the ones Do pulling we? the strings. <laughs> <laughs> A little shadow government going on over here. Yep. <laughs> I was just I was just influenced and manipulated into asking these two people in completely different places to uh we're just that charm podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you know? I've been done. All right. Anyway, this episode came out on October 30th, 1989. Donatello was working on the flying car that the neutrinos left behind. 
called the uh, Space Cruiser. Yes. Uh, Mikey comes by with some fuzzy dice that he bought for the car. We learned that it cost all of his money and now he can't get the belly board he wants. So now he has to get a job. Meanwhile, the dastardly shredder has concocted a new plan to defeat the turtles. He has opened his own weird pizza joint and will wait until he receives an order so weird that only the turtles could have ordered it. And then he will put a tracking device disguised as an anchovy on that pizza, then find their lair and attack them from, you know, learning its location from them bringing it back. Mikey sees that Weird Pizza is hiring and gets a job as Shredder's pizza delivery boy, with neither of them knowing who the other is. Inevitably, the other three turtles order a Weird Pizza, and the Shredder knows it's them, and so then he puts his plan into action. Things go wrong, though, when Mikey gives the pizza to April so that he doesn't get caught working because he's not supposed to have a job. He's keeping it a secret. And she takes it to the wrong place, and then has it stolen from her by the Rat King. Mikey learns the identity of his employer and goes to warn his brothers, but then they run into each other right when they show up to the pizza joint to see what happened to their pizza because it never showed up. He warns them that uh, Shredder is behind all of this, and they go to fight him. They follow him into the sewers and pick off his army while he go while the Shredder goes to the Rat King's lair. After the Shredder confronts the Rat King, the Turtles pop out and Shredder runs away. He escapes by stealing the Star Cruiser. The Turtles are bummed about losing their flying car, but at least they got the fuzzy dice back. Riveting. Yeah. Truly riveting. All right, I'm bringing up the rear with an episode called Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. This is Season 3, Episode 27. Originally aired October 3rd, 31st, 1989. So Halloween. Um, I think that year... I asked my parents, they said they thought I was either a pumpkin or they didn't take me trick-or-treating because I was one year old and I like it would be very obvious that they were there for the candy. <laughs> I think 1989, I think this was, for me, I think this was a mummy year. No, I think this was my Batman year. Because uh, for those... Yet. For those, for those people my age that are listening, uh, if you know about a little indie movie called Batman from 1989 <laughs> and how it was literally everywhere. Yeah. Like, you probably haven't heard of it. You know, it's this, it's this movie called Batman. No, but, but seriously, like, I mean, like, you guys, you guys are too young, but, like, 1989 Batman was insanely everywhere mm. like it's 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 hard to kind of describe how huge 1989 batman was like the minions or Fortnite. i you know what there you go <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's like one of those movies that like every friend you visited everyone had a copy of that movie like Batman. Always, yeah. Everybody had the Batman VHS. Everybody had a, everybody had a everybody had copy it, yeah. of Batman VHS. You had the Bat logo somewhere. Because, mm-hmm. like, when that logo, anyway, you know what? We got an episode to talk about. <laughs> I'll point out, Spencer's so young. He says his parents weren't even married yet. That makes people I'm really not, old. I'm not sure. I need to definitely know when, <laughs> when they back when they way back when they got married. Well, you just definitely were. You just definitely weren't born yet. So yeah. yeah. 
We're uh, waiting about eight more years till that happens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. I feel so impossibly old. Like that's fine. Man. Anyway. You feel you feel old. Yeah. I, I'm old at heart though. Like every year I get just a yeah. little bit closer remember, to that. Remember age. when we discovered that I was the oldest one? <laughs> yeah, it was a shock and because the I'm the mind, oldest. I'm the, the oldest by freak I had. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, Super Bebop Money Rock City was written by David Karen and Larry Carroll, which that's a writing duo that I get all the time, I've noticed. All right, so Krang has made a mesmerizer, which will brainwash any humans within its range. But mutants are immune to the effects, so Bebop and Rocksteady are sent to the top of the Channel 6 building to install it near the satellite dish. The mesmerizer works, hypnotizing the news crew, but a gust of wind blows and knocks the mutants off the satellite tower. They crash through the roof into the newsroom. The turtles, having seen everyone acting weird on TV, show up. Bebop orders the hypnotized humans to make sure the turtles don't touch them. The humans actually lift Bebop and Rocksteady into the air so they're harder to reach. Uh, But they wind up dropping the mutants, damaging the mesmerizer. Bebop and Rocksteady get away, and Krang is sick of their incompetence. He makes robotic clones called Super Rocksteady and Mighty Bebop. They're 10 times as strong and 10 times as smart as the originals. Meanwhile, the the turtles decide to stake out the Channel 6 building from across the street in a pizza parlor, just in case the bad guys come back. The plan is for Shredder to go up and hook up the mesmerizer himself. Crane gives them some sweet bling on a necklace to protect them from the mesmerizer's effects. Shredder takes the robotic clones and orders them to stand guard for the turtles in the lobby of the Channel 6 building. Shredder sets up the mesmerizer, but since it's been damaged, instead of making people obedient, it makes them act like children. The turtles go to Channel 6, where they're confronted by Super Rocksteady and Mighty Bebop, who are ready to stop turtles. The turtles are kicked out of the building by the robot clones. They try to scale the building, but are stopped by the robots again. They're trying to plan their next move when Bebop and Rocksteady come up in a mutant module. Shredder was complaining to Krang that the mesmerizer was broken, so Krang sent up the two mutants with a repair disc. They're caught by the turtles who swipe the disc. Turns out uh, it's the wrong disc. Instead of having the mesmerizer's schematics, it has a schematics for the robot clones. With this, Don can reprogram the clones. He does, and the robot clones knock the mesmerizer off the tower, uh, then they just kind of explode. But Shredder still has the mesmerizer. It's going haywire, making people think they're animals. Don notices Shredder's necklace and knocks it off. The mesmerizer makes him think he's a gorilla, and he climbs the tower. Bebop and Rocksteady follow up after him, and uh, they all wind up falling off the tower and off of the roof, landing on the mesmerizer and destroying it. The Turtles, April, and Irma get pizza to celebrate. Uh, We can see outside Vernon is swinging from a flagpole like a gorilla, apparently still under the effects of the mesmerizer. The end. Just, just perfect. Bold television. It, you know, it's funny. Like we got two hypnotic episodes in the in this batch that we're doing. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure there was another hypnotic episode before these two, even. Well, we had the, yeah, we had the brainwash that brainwashing trilogy mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. It's like, how many brainwashing hip? gnosis episodes are we gonna get <laughs> in season three of teenage mutant ninja turtles There's, it's a, what a trope man yeah it just seems like we keep you know going over it again and again it's 
more than just a second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. Smooth transition. That was a, that was a smooth transition. Um, so starting it off uh, with corporate raiders from Dimension X. Um, it was it was nice to see Casey again. Um, just because having watched this one and his first appearance kind of back to back like it's pretty funny like casey is very similar to his original mirage appearance in Raphael number one Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i mean like this isn't this isn't the best casey but it's also kind of is the best casey which is weird i agree like it's it's almost so bad it's good in certain ways. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's always enjoyable whenever he's in an episode. Yeah. Like I think so far my favorite episodes are usually the one with Casey in them. It's weird to me, like how quickly they used him again. Like yeah. they didn't use him until the middle of season three. And now like within two episodes, or within three episodes, he's been used twice. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's we just saw him a lot many... sooner than I expected. Yeah. There's just too many lawbreakers. <laughs> he's got to do something about it <laughs> i love you man he shows up looking for a job and he's still wearing his mask and the, I the just, that, golf oh, bag just, i don't know okay i don't know if it was like the mandela effect or whatever where i just i remember him like tearing the sleeves off of the suit oh hmm. and hmm. like i don't know why i like i have that image of my head but yeah and i kept expecting it to happen and it didn't happen yeah one of these days i'm gonna have to just you know i have a casey jones cosplay i'm just gonna have to wear like a shirt and tie and like switch out the mask like honestly red ones honestly please do that (laughs) because it's like you know because like casey jones like i mean and this is this isn't cosplay shaming anybody but it's like every cosplay of casey jones is the same thing it's a denim denim vest and like not even everybody wears sweatpants i mean i i don't do that i i kind of did my own thing back when i did mine so i i did i did my own take on the character i should say yeah but but it'd be definitely like i don't know like this would be nobody's ever done like this version of casey like he still wears the sports bag yeah yeah like he's still got his golf bag when he goes and gets the job (laughs) <laughs> and I love that. I love that the turtles are like updating his resume as he's as he's like interviewing his job for the job. Right. Uh-huh. Oh man, I like how he gets put to work immediately in in the mail room. Like he's not just like sneaking around or anything. He's like filled out his W two. He's getting to work. He's taking lunch breaks and everything. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh man, <laughs> like I don't know how they did. I don't know how they did things in the eighties, but you know nowadays you don't even start work for like the first three days yeah 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 could you imagine just like showing up and like interviewing for a job and they're immediately just like you're hired like just you know get to work right now (laughs) right also was this episode the first appearance of the retro catapult no so have we seen it before we have because we saw it in uh oh one of the ones last week was it return of the fly Return of the Fly. Okay. I, 
I remember mentioning that like they show it and they don't really do anything with it. But this oh, yeah. this one they yeah. do. So yeah. I was gonna say it shows up, but he doesn't get to use it in that episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the first time he uses it, and it immediately like goes to crap. Yeah, okay. I remember now. But it like oh. it technically works. It just Donatello was just bad at aiming. Yeah. Like it does what a catapult does, and why is it called the retro catapult? I I don't know. Like it feels like retro was just kind of thrown in there because it's literally just a compact, you know, catapult, like just a portable catapult. Yeah, yeah. I think I think retro just makes it sound more high tech and fancy. They just expected kids not to know what retro means at the time. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it rolls off the tongue, retro catapult. You know, that's probably exactly what it was. So, um, did anybody get the? Go ahead. Oh, good. Did anybody get the the pun with the the corporation? It's called Octopus Inc. Octopus Inc. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when I <laughs> when I realized that, I felt like a genius. But uh, uh, yeah. I must, I must, you know, every, even the slowest horse finishes the race, though. So. I mean, that was that was a that was a bit of a groaner. Um, <laughs> Okay, so apparently Octopus Inc. is a reference to the octopus, a shadow government that supposedly runs the world and where every government leader or official is merely the face of their group. It was thought up by Donny Castorolo, Castellaro, Donny Castellaro, got it in one, who was found dead after investigating this group. Wow. It's like Hydra, but... Yeah, and it should be... this This is all coming from Turtlepedia. Uh, it should be noted that hypnosis is a major plot point of the episode and that the octopus also supposedly used hypnosis to ensure loyalty and that the corporate leaders can be viewed as stand-ins for government leaders. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, thank you for, you know, dooming us all on this podcast for bringing up uh, the secret agency. Right. Oh, you know what? Yep. Uh, it was nice knowing you guys. <laughs> Here I thought me and Mike were the shadow government. There was a whole other system out there. <laughs> quick, change, quick, change the subject. Change the subject. Right, yeah. uh, uh, Krang does not appear in this episode, despite despite the whole Dimension X angle. No Krang. Oh yeah, that's true. Huh? We were ready for this pizza episode. By the shred. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. So pizza by the shred. There are six toys in this in this episode yeah. like not not characters but like there's the star cruiser which is a toy there's the foot ski which was a toy and it's it's the thing that the rat king uses in uh turtles in time yep as well there's the sewer party tube that leo uses that we've seen before uh the double barrel plunger gun the retro catapult is in this as well and they write a cheap skate as well so there's six vehicles you can buy on shelves yeah in this episode yeah, this is a say, pretty it was a pretty toy heavy episode yeah. yeah i was about to say this episode you know did a good job you know being a toy commercial <laughs> yeah really i mean was this the first appearance of the foot ski i don't think i'd seen it before in any of the other it uh, must episodes. be because yeah i don't think we i don't think we've seen that one before they just shove it down into the sewer and jump on it yeah same with the double barrel plunger gun thing uh, yeah i don't think we've seen that before either but. and also are the turtles getting paid to be ninja turtles because like Michelangelo has money to buy dice, but then like it's it's and okay, they so say it's, that being a Ninja Turtle is a full time job that he can't get a job. I do like the so the Turtles in Disguise four pack from NECA. 
uh, is just it's loaded with accessories. And one of the accessories is the weird pizza hat that Michelangelo yes. wears. I was wondering what that what that was from when it was announced. It is, and it's from the show. This episode. It's from it's from this episode. So I was like, that is well, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Now, Mike, a long time ago we talked about the Star Cruiser toy and how it was yes. it was like a villain vehicle. It was the, the first, it was the first villain vehicle in the toy line. But like I don't remember them ever using it, but they fly they fly away in it in this episode. So the Foot Clan may or may not have the Star Cruiser now. Maybe so, in a future episode we'll see. I mean, so yeah, so a year after the toy had already come out and been assigned as a villain toy or as a villain vehicle, now Shredder has the Star Cruiser. But did, I don't think they ever use it again. I I don't either, but maybe maybe they'll surprise us. I mean, there's again. there's plenty more turtles, you know, yeah. for that to show up again. <laughs> I honestly, I totally, I, I didn't even know they still had the Star Cruiser. I mean, we haven't seen it for two seasons you know like we went through no, all I mean, of season we, two and there was no we saw it in teenagers from dimension x back in back Did in we? season okay. two okay um huh. so according again according to turtlepedia pizza by the shred is the first season three appearance then the gribix from season three uh then there's two appearances in season four and one in season seven wow. there you go okay I don't remember them pulling it out for teenagers and wait, what was teenagers from Dimension X, right? Uh, teenagers from Dimension X, that yes. season two episode of Michael Reeves joint. I remember that one. I, I remember I didn't like it. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't remember it. Yeah, it was it was the one. It was the one where like Mikey randomly started um, remembering that he had a crush on Kala. Yes. It, yeah. I think it's also the episode where like we gotta get the turtles in this machine and they do that the entire episode and then yep. it doesn't even happen. Yeah. So anyhow. Anyway. I I just I wanted to I, sorry I just wanted to talk about like Shredder's plan in Pizza by the Shred of like just tracking them by the weird topping that they supposedly always have like how does he know that that they always have weird pizzas and yeah that's that's probably amongst my anchovies there yeah well it's, you gotta remember he had a disc with michelangelo's memories okay and personality okay all right all right it, I'll, and i'll give i'll give you that i'll give you that so that answers so then, that question but that doesn't answer why he doesn't already know where they live I mean, there's, no, I mean like, there's that yeah <laughs> it's like it's like if he if he can create a, a sentient essentially 3d model of michelangelo like down to all of his memories and stuff mm-hmm. because remember he gets zapped and he has michelangelo's memories so it's somewhere in the technodrome's computers he knows where the turtles live so he doesn't need this elaborate business plan to to track the turtles like this and then to specifically use a topping that the turtles do not like and have that be the thing that takes him which i think that anchovy is also on one of the pizzas in the turtles in disguise pack oh awesome i I, think i have to look at it i have to look at the accessories again and michelangelo delivers other pizzas that have like what pickles and ice cream on them 
Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like he that doesn't delivers set him off at all. Yeah. He delivers to, that to the pregnant lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's not suspicious about that at all. But yeah, it's strange. And then I like I like like Vernon's weird pizza was just whole wheat with plain cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super healthy cheese bread, basically. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for cheese bread. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Are we good to go on to uh, Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady? So we were talking about it before. This isn't really an anchovy, but I wanted to point it out. The episode is called Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady, but in the episode, Krang calls them Mighty Be- uh, Mighty Bebop and Super Rocksteady. Yeah. It was Shredder, which makes me think that that was, that was supposed to be the title, but someone mixed it up on the title card or something. So then... Um, even more weird the vhs that came out with this episode on it is called super rock steady and mighty bebop no way oh my goodness people like it is isn't it oh my goodness i'm looking at the cover of it it's it's so weird (laughs) holy cow people come on it just makes it up like no communication didn't matter. Like you just no communication. I just I remember always wanting this VHS and like never having it. And like it's such a weird VHS because it's called um, Super Rocksteady and Mighty Bebop, and on the VHS cover it's just normal Rocksteady and Bebop. Yeah, it looks like it came with Mutagen Monster as well. Yeah. So. I didn't realize how many of these VHSs there were. Like I always thought there were like three or four, but there's quite oh, no. a bit out there. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like you only got two, maybe three episodes per VHS. Mm-hmm. And it's like these were 20 bucks back then in 1989 money. Wow. Like, yeah, like that's insane to think about. I mean, it was so novel you could watch your show at any time, you know? I mean, I was also buying anime DVDs in the mid 2000s that were four episodes for $30. Yeah. Goodness gracious. (laughs) I'm kind of curious, like, what other episodes we're going to run by that have the same title issue. Because, like, we already had April Fool, April's Fool, or April Foolish. Uh, we talked then, about it. We talked about it back in Shredder. It, remember, it's Shredder is splintered. Shredder yes. and splintered. Yeah. Like what is? Yeah. Uh, just be consistent. Right. <laughs> Consistency in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Spencer. <laughs> I mean, I think you're asking for a bit too much. Like I said, these uh these were made into toys. I think they're just called like robotic bebop and robotic rocksteady. But I think there was a toy called Mighty Bebop that's actually bebop is a it's like it's like a bebop is a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nothing to do with this, but kind of cool. But thinking about it though, like the robot designs are actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I would really like action figures of those. Yeah, I like a like Rocksteady has like a gun off of his arm, and Bebop's kind of like coming out of his shoulder. To yeah, Bebop's got him coming angle. out of. His, yeah, <laughs> just like they're just pointed up. Yeah. Um, but no, like I'm I'm all for a robot Bebop and Rocksteady. Like that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean I like robots, <laughs> but before we start talking about what we like, we want to talk about 
those anchovies as, as long as you don't find out where i'm live where i live from this anchovy oh that's oh. a deep yeah, <laughs> yeah. because of, because of the <laughs> tracking well, all right not not yeah. all not all the jokes can win rehearsal god come on <laughs> just hope that uh, a giant man pops out of the sewer and steals it from you you there you go. It. Yeah. Nobody likes anchovies. So corporate radios from Dimension X, like it, it, it's just a weird title, but like they don't like Krang kind of should have been in it. Yeah, I feel like no, I mean yeah. not the Krang, like Krang adds a whole lot to the show really, because mm-hmm. like Krang doesn't do anything in these three episodes, like <laughs> other than other than make. Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady, or Mighty Bebop and Super Rocksteady. Like, other than make them, he doesn't do anything. That's really all he's done, like, this whole season, though, is just like, hey, Shredder, here is something. You go do it. Like, that's all he does. So, yeah. He's like the big boss of this, you know, like, and Shredder is his minion, and then he has got Bebop and Rocksteady as two, like, sub minions. Yeah. Grand minions. Yeah. <laughs> My big anchovy with this episode is they call Casey Jones CJ. And they did that <laughs> in the in the issue Juliet's Revenge. And I didn't like it then. I still don't like it now. So well, if anything, I just want you to know that that has become a tradition and they called Casey CJ in Rise of the Team Nage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So. Are you serious? They didn't call her that, but that was the first hint that she might be Casey. Um, because like she was running an evil Girl Scout cookie ring and it was called and it was called CJ's Cookies. Mm. And a lot of us were like, eh, are you? And then at the end of the episode, we saw like a hockey stick and a hockey mask in her bedroom. Oh, okay. I'm or it was, a, ho- it was the- a hockey poster. When I get to that episode, I'm going to text you and just let you know how disappointed I am that they called her <laughs> CJ. <laughs> so again, they don't call her CJ. It's just that was that was the She's hit. referred to as CJ, yes. <laughs> so, but it I mean, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it felt weird having Mikey like, yo, CJ! Like, knock it off! Yeah, they're not that close. You know, they've only met one time, right? <laughs> And just the fact that they like immediately are like, Casey's the only one that can do this. And it's like, you guys didn't like Casey last time. Well, I mean, not only that, but like Casey's the only one that can do this. But yeah, these they pretend to be humans. Like Michelangelo in the next episode literally gets a job pretending to be a human. In 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 this literally in this episode, they still go into the 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 building in disguise. In disguises. Yeah, like, like you guys should have just done that, right? Like, I'm not going to complain because you know we get another episode of Casey out of it, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> not a lick, not a lick of sense. Yeah, but, yeah. They even fooled Casey Jones with Groucho Marx masks. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. Good. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> but now they can't do it. It's not going to work. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're never going to buy these disguises. <laughs> Yeah, Michelangelo in the next episode fools his arch enemy he's met, <laughs> who he's both met and has been zapped into a clone of that guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's... 
Yeah. I feel like they know each other pretty well at this point. Mm-hmm. There's a couple like, of scenes where the, oh, sorry, keep going. No, 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 no. You're you're right. Like they absolutely like they know again. Shredder has the blueprints that make Michelangelo. If anything, he should know Michelangelo the most intimately. Well, there's a couple of scenes as well in this in this episode where people are talking but nobody's mouths are moving. Like oh, there's just a few just still a, friends, yeah, in corporate radio. Just a classic, classic trope of turtles. No, I mean, but that's that's a budget thing in a lot of cartoons. It's yeah. just in and that, and that's the thing is like when you watch old cartoons like this in hd like we're doing now like that kind of stuff is more noticeable because of the because those those episodes weren't made for high definition screens but like even with a low definition screen like this straight up like shows leonardo like his face pretty close up to it and his mouth is not moving and it's just talking yeah, and then well, it like oh, I'm thinking, I, oh, I'm I know the like, scene you're talking about too. Yeah, the, the one also at the, the, one like, at the beginning. Well, this is there's a scene where they're talking to Casey while he's uh, strapped into the chair. Yeah, and Leo talks to him, and then it it even pans over to Donatello with a catapult, but there's no movement whatsoever. It's just like a still picture that they ran a camera across. Like it's uh-huh. it's super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we talked about it before. Like, the show is incredibly cheap. I am. Like, there just wasn't enough time for it. I think you know, enough time, know. enough money. Well, I mean, that's. Going. I mean, that's the thing is like nothing in animation is done by accident. Basically, like you don't you don't draw something by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was a conscious choice that they made. And I imagine it's just because, you know, how fast they're cranking out episodes and all that. They just probably had to get it out the door. Well, I mean, also, also they didn't expect, you know, pasty nerds to dissect these episodes 35 years later. Yeah. You know. (laughs) My final thing is in this episode, Mikey says that it's a mucho delicado operation, which is just awful Spanish. Like oh, you what? don't say. Yeah, he says, it's it's very delicate. No, that that's much. It would be es muy delicado. No, like, it's muy mu- delicado it's is mucho, very mucho delicado. That's amigo. Yeah, mucho delicado is terrible Spanish. <laughs> no, but see, that's like you saying think, it's much delicate. No, you like, gotta think. Of, you gotta think about it like you know a California surfer that's a turtle living in the sewers of New York. Like that's just how that's just how they talk, man. Uh, Maybe so. Michelangelo, awful Spanish, nonetheless, and it just grates on me. (laughs) Here's here's my thought: is Michelangelo doesn't even know that mucho is Spanish. That's that's how bad he is at Spanish. I mean, I imagine so. Yeah, (laughs) I I imagine so, but it's still great. (laughs) All right, pizza by the shred. I we've we talked already about that brain scan, Michelangelo, and I could. I could talk about that all day, but my other anchovy for this is that at the end, Shredder, he just runs off when the turtles show up. Like, they don't even, like, really threaten him or anything. He's just like, ah, the turtles! And he runs off. And he does that all the time. I don't know why. He's covering yeah. armor. Yes, he just, with his he two goons. just gives up. He just he's gives up. His, he's got his new weapon, the foot ski, right there with him. And he just, like, runs off. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. The other thing is, is like in the last while, like the shred, the turtles have always been quick to be like, ah, oh, I, I think Shredder's behind this. 
And then for this episode and like the one before, it takes them forever to realize that, oh, it's Shredder. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and I didn't even like, think of that. Yeah. It's like we haven't had, a, we okay, so we've had one episode so far that wasn't Shredder related. And that was the Rat King one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so it's it's pretty fair to say when has shredder not been behind it oh yeah it's like i said before if oh, they woke I, up in the middle of the night I, and stubbed their toe they think shredder did it you know exactly yeah, yeah. i mean but but in, to be fair he probably did do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i forgot to mention i forgot to mention for corporate raiders like the turtles specifically only seem to watch the news when it's april's broadcast Oh yeah, that like, makes sense. At the, at the beginning, at the beginning, I mean, yeah, okay, but like Leo makes it clear, like guys, like we got to go watch April's broadcast to see if anything's going on. Uh, <laughs> as though she's giving some sort of secret message to them or something. Or like, yeah, or like she's their police scanner. Yeah, but even that, like, she's got a turtle com. She can contact them anytime, right? Yeah, which is exactly. not, which is not dropping it randomly. She could just call them anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh <laughs> back to pizza by the shred um weird pizza as a name for a company like it's just dumb pizza <laughs> like i don't know like and, and the fact that there were like so many people that were already ordering from like this new pizza establishment like how long had shredder had this business to gain the kind of clientele that like someone from channel six news is going to be ordering from them and like he had a tv commercial yeah he had a tv commercial he had a full page ad in the newspaper like he put some okay. money behind this where's he okay. getting this money from it's that okay, foot clan pension, like... foot clan pension. <laughs> darn right it is yeah but he's still in yeah but he's still in the foot clan He's getting a he's getting a cut. He's salary. I mean, like, I, I, like some of those pension plans. After so many years, you can start pulling from it. You know, as long as you're still in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, but 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 between this one and corporate raiders, like, you know, this these are two businesses that Shredder has kind of either started or taken over, and it's like his plan was to like in the last one was to kidnap all the businessmen to take over their company so that they could raise the Technodrome in a stadium that they owned. And then in this one, it's just starting a pizza company to find out where the turtles live. Like, I don't know. He's all over the place, man. He's, he's all over the place. Yes, and I mean, Shredder definitely does not make a lick of sense in any of these episodes. <laughs> but that's why we love it. <laughs> yeah no i mean it's even even like the idea of him like tracking them down to their lair so that he can fight them like literally the next time they show up he like runs away at the end of the episode i mean he does say they're surrounded so i guess maybe that's why he runs away but i just feel like going to their lair and fighting them isn't going to turn out any different than all the other times he's tried to fight them and lost yeah (laughs) that's a fair point especially because like there, there was that one episode where bebop rock said he accidentally like teleported into their lair uh-huh. got got beat got hard beat too <laughs> like, yeah yeah huh 
So like, I just don't understand what the uh, what's behind the whole trying to find the lair unless they plan on like shooting a giant laser beam from the Technodrome into it. Just you know? raise the tech. Just raise the Technodrome into it. At this point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was dumb that Michelangelo like got this job, but then like clearly didn't establish. Like he just immediately like got the job and started delivering pizzas. Uh, it's probably just how the eighties worked, and you know, seems like it's same with Casey Jones in the mailroom. It's like I mean, yeah. ten minutes I mean, later, they're like, "Okay, start delivering pizzas, bud." Yeah, okay, but in in Casey's case, he's an idiot. <laughs> Mikey at least has the objective of I need money, and I'm going to exchange my services for goods. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey at least has the two brain cells instead of just the one case he has, right. you know? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a very, there's still very smooth brain cells, but <laughs> like, but yeah, like Mikey, it, it seems like Mikey still doesn't understand how money and jobs work. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things from like the 2007 movie was kind of addressing how the turtles made money because i feel like that's the only version that really addressed that with like donnie having an over-the-phone it job and mikey doing kids birthday parties yeah like i can't think of any other instance where the turtles like legitimately make money uh the image comics because michelangelo is a published author ah so well, then, that, that's the only that's the only other one i can think of though yeah but the, but the fact that you thought of it so quickly keith <laughs> like <laughs> certified certified i love you buddy oh thank you, thank you. as a you. as a certified turtle ninja turtle expert i hereby deputize you yes. as another certified ninja turtle expert mm, work my way up work, nice. you're my deputy spencer you too you're my deputy as well oh thank you you to put that in my resume yeah <laughs> i'm deputized mean, ninja turtle expert yeah, I mean that's how I got deputy or got my certification because I was like, I want to put this on my resume. <laughs> yeah, actually, so I, I worked at a comic book store for about six or eight months. I put that on my resume for this current job I have. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, the experience there had nothing to do with what I'm doing now, but like they want to know all about that in the interview. It was just a nice way to talk about something besides my my work history and what people are into and stuff. So that's not a bad idea to put this on your resume. Oh yeah. yeah. No, like, I, put, I, put, I put podcasting on my resume. Mm-hmm. I put, um, you know, I put cosplay on my, on my resume. Cause that's, you know, planning and construction, like cost costume construction. And um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But no, you'd I mean, be, you'd be surprised to put everything on your resume. I didn't put it on my resume, but this came up in like my interview to get into electrical school. <laughs> to get oh, this podcast? The, the, yeah. yeah. It was back awesome. when I like had first started it and they they asked me, well, because they asked me like, what's the, the hardest thing you've done lately? Like, well, what's like the hardest thing you've done recently or the last like hard thing you did or something like that? It was some weird question like that. Mm. And I was just like, the only thing that kept popping in my head was my podcast because interviewing and talking to all these people and trying to like, do it was was tough yeah and uh yeah then then i was just like well uh, i tried not to mention it because i don't want to bring up that a podcast about ninja turtles so then i was just like uh 
I started a podcast and I had to, you know, find co-hosts and stuff and interview people. And it turned into like almost like a job interview process. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty tough. And then later on, they, you know, they asked if anyone had any more questions. And they're like, what's your podcast about? <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, and you're like, oh, no, they're going to know I'm a nerd. I'm just like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. So you're, st- you're still at that age. I, I remember being. I remember being soft and malleable like that. Now I'm now I'm a hardened seasoned veteran. And like if you know me, you know I like Ninja Turtles. And I, yes. I don't care at all. I, I want I, to talk about it. I want you to know that I like it. But I understand yeah. where you're at in your life right now. <laughs> no, like I don't care about it. And I will let people know. It's just I didn't feel like a job interview or like an interview to get into a school was the best place to say that I have a podcast about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Just buy a tie with a Ninja Turtle on it. Just just wear it, man. No, wear that's it. that's a little that's a little too much. Disagree. Agree to disagree. I love, I love the turtles, but I but I won't wear professional clothing with them on it. I'm I would have I would have something very subtle, like the Hamato logo as a lapel pin. Oh, see, this is a subtle tie. It's, it's if you look closely at the design, you can tell it's a Ninja Turtle. But otherwise, from afar, like it just looks green. I don't think there's anything subtle about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it is, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Like you can't, you can't subtly do Ninja Turtles like that. It's got to be something like I said, like like the Hamato logo or. Mm. Like even even like a pizza slice is way too like you're either a pizza fan stoner or you're a turtle fan. Yeah, two things can be true. I mean, and yeah, I mean the two are usually the two aren't mutually exclusive, but the Venn diagram is usually a circle. So, All right, should we anyway, uh, finish picking apart? Super these Bebop, <laughs> Super yeah. Bebop, and Mighty Rocksteady. Yeah, another mind control episode, man. Every day. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about, so the turtles need to get to the top of the Channel 6 building, okay? And their plan... A place, a place they've been multiple times, Yes, by the and, way. And their plan is to just walk into the building and take the elevator, and that's fine. I, like, it's weird to me that they're not in their baby masks trying to hide no, or whatever, it's, but... it's not fine, Keith. They have a blimp. Oh, see, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. They, we, we know they have suction cups. They have a blimp. They carry grappling hooks. The turtle van has cable launchers with grappling hooks. Uh, the turtle van has a giant catapult device that we see at the beginning of every episode, and they may or may not have a flying car. Like, there's a billion ways for them to get up there. Why did they just walk in the front door? <laughs> well, their flying car it's did just, just get stolen in, in the previous episode. Well, so. well, right, but as we know, these episodes aren't necessarily in continuity order. Yeah. You're not so, wrong. So that car could have been stolen after this episode. I'm just saying, like, it really bugged me. I'm like, a show about Ninja Turtles with, with space-age technology, and they do, like, the most human thing to get to the roof. Come on, now. The most <laughs> mundane yeah. thing. Yeah. But, Mine I mean, it's, the, also, oh. it's, also, it's also stupid when Shredder jumps in the elevator. Yeah, because there's people in there. Because, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's yeah. like nobody in that elevator like even moves though like, know, like a giant you... man with knives on his arms <laughs> accompanied by two giant robot warthog and rhinos and they're like okay yeah we'll move over which okay so also like the turtles get into the building and it's like burn is automatically like 
hey, it's you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate you guys. Didn't he not know about them just a couple episodes ago? And, it's, and yeah, like, we're playing with this whole thing again where, like, who knows that the turtles are real and actually, like, you know, real creatures that exist and who thinks they're urban legends. And it's like, the list is getting very, very small <laughs> of yeah. who doesn't know about the turtles now. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, a way we could watch these episodes that it would, like, line up and make sense you know like has someone does someone have that much time in their life that they've gone through and like sorted these in a way that like you know in this episode burn doesn't know so it would have to go here and you this have, episode you know i don't think you i don't think you can even watch them in a, like an in an episode order where it would do that you would have to do like super cuts yeah like, and like i, I splice episodes together i don't think it's possible you know <laughs> it's yeah, just I think it's you're not, right it's just not possible yeah. Yeah, my thing is Vernon kicks Shredder in his spiky shin guard. Thank you. And then Shredder gets hurt. <laughs> He's yes. just like, ow, ow, ow. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, what happened is that uh, Vernon would lose the front of his foot. But what happens in the show is Shredder is injured somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I forgot to write it down, but yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, man. You know, for for having an episode named after them, like Mighty Bebop and Super Rock City don't really do anything. Yeah. They don't they don't do anything that like the foot soldiers couldn't have done. Right. And that's and yeah. that's the thing, is like why if like Krang hates Bebop and Rocksteady. So like why make robot clones of them? Just use foot soldiers. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, he even goes on saying that they're like, how many more times intelligent than Bebop and Rocksteady? Like ten times, twenty times, something like that. I think, I think it was like 10. five times. I think it was like five times stronger and like ten. Yeah, ten times smarter. I mean, ten times zero is still zero. You know, <laughs> are you fair? Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. I mean, how, there's... Long you, how long were you make waiting to make that joke? All <laughs> pretty much ever since I watched yeah. the episode. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that set it, up for you. I mean, they're still so stupid that Shredder tells them to stop the turtles, and they interpret that as stomp the turtles. No, like they, no that's the thing. That's, a, that's the thing. They understand stop the turtles, then it turns into stomp yeah. the turtles. Yeah. Oh, like, man. and yeah, like, if for, for being such cool robots, like, they're just, they're just super disappointing. And like they seem like they're smaller than Bebop and Rocksteady. Like they seem like they're shorter. I don't think I noticed that, but I'll take your word on it. But I didn't notice that Bebop was pretty significantly taller than Rocksteady. Which, yeah, like I don't know that I've noticed that before. But. It, I mean, and that's for I didn't notice it either. And I guess like in my brain, Rocksteady's bigger because he's a rhino man, mm-hmm. and like Bebop's a warthog man, and you know, warthogs are smaller than rhinos. But apparently, in a lot of media, basically up until IDW and um, the 2012 show, Rocksteady and Bebop are usually either the same height or Bebop is taller. Yeah, I looked Rocksteady, up their... Rocksteady's got a bit of a hunch to him, and Bebop stands up straight most of the time. But like, in these on all of these episodes, like it seems like Rocksteady's getting progressively shorter. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think Bebop's like 15 or 30 pounds heavier and a couple inches taller in the toy line. Yeah. So, and, yeah, here yeah, we go. Bebop is 5'10", 265. Rocksteady's 5'7", 240. So, wow, I'm as tall as Bebop. Yeah, and that's like, and that's what's like super weird about like Bebop and Rocksteady, and like, and Bebop is like usually super ripped, mm-hmm. and then like Bebop or Rocksteady is in the cartoon he's fat, but in like the toy lines he's usually like buff. Yeah, yeah. My, the one thing I lost, like my final thing, is like they really lay into like how much of a failure Bebop and Rocksteady are. So then the question comes, why do you guys keep using them? Like, why have you not, like, let them go or, like, gotten rid of them yet then if they're so useless and always fail? Yeah, like I said, like, why didn't they just use foot soldiers? Because, like, the whole thing was, like, Shredder can't, like, Shredder can't be the one to install the Mesmerizer because because it's, you know, it'll control humans. Krang's obviously not going to do it himself. So why not use your robot army to do it? or give Krang that amulet that stopped it from mind controlling him in the first place. Yeah, like Krang had. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Krang's not Krang's not going to do it because he's Krang. Yeah, he just he doesn't want to leave the Technodrome. I think Krang secretly wants the Technodrome to stay wherever it is. He's just secretly like a really big introvert and just doesn't have a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we we talk about how good. Uh... Shredder is a gaslighting, but maybe Krang is the superior gaslighter. Oh, Krang, abs- Krang absolutely is yeah. the superior gaslighter <laughs> in that relationship. Like, Shredder, Shredder can learn from Krang. But yeah, that's all I had for this episode. Yeah, are we ready to talk about what we like? I think so. Let's do it. I love being a turtle! Casey in a shirt and tie with his mask I mean, and like his golf bag still on. We already talked about it, but it's but fantastic. It's, it's such a it's such a silly and dumb image that like it's fun no matter how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So glad he's back. Um and you know what too? He holds on to his turtle calm. He doesn't drop it like April. He talks to the turtles and specifically they they draw him shutting it and putting it safely into his pocket. I was, I was so happy about that. <laughs> it drives me nuts that April, every time she pulls it out, she drops it. Ugh. But guys, I I love this episode. I think, uh, Mike, you said it a couple weeks ago that, uh, uh, oh, what was the one that was your favorite? Cowabunga Shredhead. Cowabunga Shredhead. Was, you thought was the best of the season. I, I think this is up there. I mean, it's, it's just got everything. Pizza-based motivation, a toy tie-in and a guest star um they got those sweet utility man disguises they wear where they have like fake beards in this episode mm-hmm. octopus ink is a great pun donnie's invention doesn't work correctly there's an over over complicated plot the terrible animation that spencer was mentioning uh bebop and rocksteady in suits and then yeah like when shredder comes in they're like rented rented suits <laughs> yeah rented suits remember they have to return those yeah, and when Shredder walks in, they're like, oh, it's the boss, act busy, and they start shuffling papers around. Yeah. That was hilarious. I, you know, and it was funny as I relate to that so hard. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> like every time, I walk, every time my boss walks by me, I, like, I put my phone on the other side of the desk. Yeah, yep. I just slide it over. I was actually excited to see Shredder at the end of the second act of this, because I 
really thought it was going to be another stupid alien that we've never seen before. And so when they opened the door and Shredder was there, I was like, oh, awesome. It was that's, a good, it was a good reveal. Yeah. It was a good reveal. Um, I'm like, generally, all three of these episodes were pretty good. Um, Corporators was a lot of fun. Like, the, all the dialogue was super witty. Um, like, the turtles are dumb, but they like, for some reason in this episode, it felt like they were working everything through, mm-hmm. like, as best they could, like, you know, as best you can getting Keith Jones to help you. But, like, it just, this episode felt good. Yeah. I, mean, know? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed this one a lot more than I thought I would. Um, also, Pizza by the Shred um, is dumb as well, but also still kind of fun. Like, yeah. the only one that kind of fell apart was Super Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, and that's just because, like, the name, the marquee, you know, characters didn't really do much. Yeah. Kind of similar to last time we watched the show, like, the first two were really good, and the third one was kind of a dud. So, yeah. Yeah, I gotta say that, yeah, that the first one, the corporate Raiders Dimension X, way better than I expected. Like, I actually was expecting this one to be like one of those boring, like, oh man, what? Like, it is convoluted and whatever, but at the same time. But it's like, it's it, convoluted in like a way that turtles can only do it. Like, yeah. I love, I love that, like, it's the incredible, incredibly huge corporation and also the itty bitty corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I thought this, that was a fun pun. This is one of those episodes that, like, if someone was like, I've never seen this show, I just want to watch one episode to get a taste of what it's like. I think this is up there for what I would show them. I think, yeah, I think this is probably... And that's the thing. is like, everybody should watch the first season mm-hmm. of, of this show. High, hands down, if anybody wants to watch, like, the original Turtles, you have to kind of explain to them, like, there's the first season, and then there's everything else. <laughs> And then this is going to be in one of those everything else like things that you want to show them that there's a good everything else. Yeah. Like at the end, though, I also thought it was funny when they have like the big corporation just saying that they're suddenly just going to do all this good for the world and do all these other things. And then, you know, Raphael just closes with, hey, it may not be a realistic ending, but it's a happy one. Because that's <laughs> yeah. capitalism. Boy. Yeah, that was that's good. See, Good turtle, the turtles totally are socialists. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Turtles are anarchists. I'm just. Gonna... Yeah. I don't know if they're anarchists. They're pretty. They're pretty friendly with the police. Anyway, uh, I also thought it was kind of funny. Like in all three of these episodes, we got three new pizza places. We had the Russian pizza place. Yeah in this episode which was just weird yes the moscow pizza special uh there was a moscow pizza special where it was uh just one slice yeah like and that was that's a weirdly dated (laughs) joke nowadays uh was it like the and what's funny is like is the guy russian or is he just playing a russian character but he's like, and I thought the shortages were bad back in the home country or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, history lesson, there were a lot of famines and shortages in Russia back in the 80s. Or, I think it was still the USSR at this point. Yeah, probably. Probably right. 
Spencer, you weren't even born yet when there was the SUSSR. I mean, but I've taken <laughs> history. Read yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read a book. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it was, it was uh, the Russian, Russian pizza room. Uh, then we had weird pizza. And then the one in Super Bebop and Rocksteady was Vinny's Pizzeria. Mm. Which I feel like they've been to Vinny's before. I think it's but just it generic always, enough, you know. But it always like seems to have a different appearance. No, that's why I remember Vinny's. Vinny's was in Calabunga Shredhead. And when he craves pizza no more and goes to Vinny's Pizza. Anyway, yeah. they go back to Vinny's Pizza in, the, in this one. But it's like, it's not the same Vinny's Pizza. I'm sure we've seen this before, but I, you get a really good shot of it at the beginning of this episode. On the wall in their training room, they have this like cutout of the shredder. It's like all boxy and but weird it's like, looking. But it's, it's like not. It's it looks like like a shogun toy. Yeah, from like Japan. I love it. I want like I, I do want too. that thing. I want I want that poster in my like room. I, you know? I saw it and I was like, that's that's kind of cool because like it's it, it's it's not shredder, but it's like it kind of is, but like not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we move on to pizza by the shred? Yeah. We haven't moved on to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> not specifically at least <laughs> but pizza by the shred yeah. um it's i mean it's, it's just a fun silly episode yeah. like and it was funny because like i saw like when mikey was waiting for the tip from vernon i could see the joke coming a mile away of vernon just like you want a tip get a better job yeah. <laughs> like, what a jerk yeah i gotta say uh I know the next episode is all about Bebop and Rocksteady from the title, but like in these two episodes, I think Bebop and Rocksteady are great. Like they commit wholeheartedly to the plan and the bit. Like they're, like you said, they rented suits and they have desks and they're doing their jobs and stuff in corporate raiders. And then Pizza by the Shred, they're all about making pizzas. <laughs> they have the suits, they're whipping the dough around. <laughs> it's great. I love, I love their commitment to the bit. I feel like I feel like Bebop and Rock City, like you know, if if they didn't have Shredder, like I don't think they actually would be like punks like they were in the first season. Like I think they would legitimately like they would have a situation like this where like they had a job where they could make pizzas and stuff, and they would just do it and then yeah. just just be happy with a with a unique kind of enthusiasm, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like giving them the chance to just kind of be weird and do their own thing. Like, yeah, I think they would totally roll with it. I could see uh, it. I also like that we get Rat King again. It's yeah, like, and it was kind of like a fun appearance for the Rat King. Like, because I don't remember Rat King hasn't met Shredder before, right? I don't believe so. Like, I feel like this was their first time meeting each other. Yeah. Um. And it was kind of fun to see that. And then, like, it didn't feel like anything kind of came of it. But also, I think that also establishes where Rat King gets his footski from the video games. It's the one he finds in the sewers when Shredder runs away. Oh, there you go, yeah. I like to see that they've kind of, like, like his toy, at least, always paint him as a villain. But, like, he's kind of on his... He's kind of yeah. He's kind of against everybody. Yeah, he's just an like agent he, of chaos. Like, he hates he hates everybody equally. 
Yeah, and he but he helped the turtles last time we saw him. So yeah. he's he's just whatever he feels like that day is what he does. He's not evil necessarily. Chaotic neutral, you know. There you go. <laughs> it's a chaotic neutral. Anybody no, else love? He's, no, he's kind of he's kind of lawful neutral because like he has his own code. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Or he's and like and he because he's royalty. That's why I would think he's lawful neutral. He might be true neutral too. Anybody else love the part where Michelangelo loses control of, of the Star Cruiser? He's like, it's not great. There's no air brakes, but then the engine stalls out. And it just like yeah. pops an inch above the ground. I thought that was hilarious. That's like Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes stuff. Also, Ooh. like oh, yeah. nobody nobody questions the flying car like throughout the city. Yeah. <laughs> For at least the third time now. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then, I think and that's then what also, it is. Like, they all see it already. Like, yeah. He he's like driving around and parking. So like we know the brakes work. Well, the ground brakes work, the air brakes don't work. Yeah, but he. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. It was also the part of this episode that made me laugh really hard. Where they're like they're dumping a bunch of stuff into this uh, mixer, this like food processor thing. Donatello and Raphael are doing it, and Donatello's got a basket of like mushrooms or something. He dumps it in there, and he kind of looks at the camera. And he puts the basket into the mixer. And he just says fiber. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Oh man. I actually liked April being finally like in this episode, like actually being that like mother big sister role when she like takes the pizza for Mikey and she's like, yeah, I'll do that for you. You know, like, yeah, don't worry. I'll about help it. you I'll, out. I'll help you out. You know, like, like I feel like that might be the first time so... we've seen her do that in this show. I like that she's just lounging around her apartment in her jumpsuit and boots. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we know she doesn't do that. We've seen her in her robe before. But it's just funny, like she's just kind of just chilling on the couch, ready in her in her ready to go outfit. Yeah. Also, I think that the turtles picking off the foot robots from behind is probably the most ninja thing we've seen them do, at least in this whole season, possibly the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most ninja thing they've done in the least ninja way, because like yes. you shoot plungers at guys. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But in, in theory, in concept, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. picking off all these guys in a sneak attack from behind so that none of them notice is, is actually pretty ninja of them. Even if it is with, you know, retro mutagen catapults and whatever else, retro catapults. And I don't know how to call it a retro mutagen catapult. but <laughs> See, that actually makes sense because it would shoot. Well, then it would be the bad guy's weapon, I guess. Right. Because it would shoot them with stuff that would make them regular turtles. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Maybe it was originally supposed to be a retro mutagen catapult, and then they were like, yeah, we want to give it to the good guys. Uh, I got retro the catapult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not how that works. All right, Super Bebop and Mighty Rock City. We haven't been talking about that episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we said it before, but like Bebop is clearly the smarter of the two. He's really like establishing himself as the better character of the group like he's showing initiative he's planning uh we've learned of his fear of lightning which kind of paints him in a rounder uh picture than just the flat goon he's been for a while i, I really like bebop and then uh shredder has a fantastic one in the end because <laughs> the they reprogram the robots and they're like dancing 
and one of them grabs Shredder and starts dancing, and he says, "You're not programmed to lead." <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was such a that was such a great joke. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was funny that Rocksteady just hadn't taken a bath in a month. Oh yeah, when they landed the dump. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know why I just thought that was funny. Do you yeah. think that Bebop and Rocksteady, because Warthogs and Rhinos both roll around in the mud, right? Right. You think they have like a mud pit somewhere in the Technodrome? Okay, so that's the thing is like do they they're human they're mutated humans so like would they still do human things like or would they do like animal things yeah i don't know it's like because like the turtles are mutated turtles like they would still do turtle things i guess but like Splinter does rat things, or like he uses his rat abilities. Like I don't know, because like in the Archie comics, Bebop and Rocksteady like go off to the uh, that animal planet and decide to live amongst the animals because they're animal men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, where does the show draw that line? Who knows? Also, I've I've had I've had a thought before that. Perhaps the animals were mutated into men because they strapped the men down and then brought in the animals, not the other way around. You would think if I was going to mutate you into an animal, I would strap down the animal and have you touch it. I mean, strap you down and touch you with the animal. I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, like we never see, we never see either the animals or like human view up in Rock City. So you're right. It could be either way around. Could be. Like, it very well could be. But, like, it's very heavily implied that it is the humans, because they still have, like, the same, like, Bebop has the same haircut and glasses and everything that uh, that the human was wearing, the same clothes. Yeah. Same I, like, I, like, I like the theory that keeps thrown out there, though. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun theory. You know, it is. Yeah. Or do you think that there's, like, two of them running around? Like, both the animal and the man got mutated? And sometimes we get Bebop and Rocksteady who are like just like really into making pizzas. And sometimes we get Bebop and Rocksteady who can't put something on a tower, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Just switch out parent trap style. <laughs> we never know yeah. which one we got. All right, well, that's all I got for these episodes. Same here. What this was just like a fun, dumb trilogy. But like like we said, like corporate raiders from dimension x is probably one of the best episodes of this season like just on a like a fun level yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah i'm glad i'm i'm a fan of this version of casey i I remember not liking him but i guess as i'm older now my tastes have evolved yeah i like i like this version of casey jones i i do think the joke will run a little too long when he comes back. I mean, yeah, he's, in very he's many never going so. to evolve as a character. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, right. But I think like I, I'm just I. It's I like it, I know he does. I know he doesn't evolve as a character, but it's like, I guess it's just going to be when he comes back. It's going to be like, uh, was it was it as fun as I I remember it being? 
diminishing returns in case exactly yeah, yeah diminishing returns that's that's what i was looking for yeah it's very possible We'll have to see how many more episodes is even in because, as far as I know, he's like in hardly any of them. So, well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that. So, Turtlepedia says the character appeared in only five episodes of the 1987 series, uh, but they have six episodes listed. I think the sixth one is his cameo in, in like Transdimensional Turtles or something like that. Uh, uh, no, it is. Oh, it is. It's not Transdimensional Turtles, but it's, um, one of the uh, one of the cross up, uh, crossover episodes of 2012. So yeah. I retract my statement. Turtle to, Turtlepedia is technically correct. Yeah, <laughs> but also Turtlepedia like put a header on that or something, so we know it's a different series. You know, because I, I they, looked that to up be before fair, too. To yeah. be fair, they did not on Casey yeah. Jones's page. It is just listed under appearances mm-hmm. with no label saying 2012. But Casey won't be back until season five, and Leonardo kept loose. And then he won't be back again until season seven. Wow. Oh. That's so long. I'm just going to watch these two episodes on a loop until then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. I, I think that's a fair enough amount of time between Casey appearances for it to feel special and funny again. Yeah. yeah it's only been two episodes for us now, but it's going to be like, 28 episodes so yeah i mean the thing is is like after season three comes season four which well that's is, not that's how numbers work spencer yes yes but season four is also really long it's only like a, yeah. a couple episodes shorter than season three <laughs> but the thing is after we get past these two big seasons like everything else should go relatively quicker anyway should we talk about a little bit of news a little bit of news we got I think we should. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. So this week in news, the only thing that I've heard lately is that The Last Ronin is actually getting its date moved up. So I think it was to September... Oh, September 8th. 8th, yeah. What a welcome change. Yeah. You know, uh, and... This seems to have been officially confirmed uh, in one of the Facebook groups that Ben Bishop commented on it. So I think that's kind of the seal of, hey, that is official. Also, it's on IDW Publishing's page, I think. So that's also, that's about as official as you can get. And I feel like once you've moved it forward, then that means like you're good to go. So yeah, sure like moving it forward is is a pretty optimistic sign that everything's good to go. So, and yeah, just under a month, we'll have our next issue of The Last Ronin. Blood and I'm Snow. Stoked. I am so excited. I've been waiting forever for this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm... It feels like we have, like, when did the last, last issue was in May? Uh, end of May, yeah, so about three months now? Four, four months? Yeah. Almost, almost four months, yeah. Um can't wait cannot wait for that yeah i also saw i think it was target has listed the hardcover of the last run and coming out in june of next year so take uh, that with a big grain of salt though that's what i've been that's what i've been telling people too (laughs) because amazon amazon also has a hardcover listed for next year um but as we just talked about with officially confirming dates if it does not come from idw do not believe it 
because that is that is an estimate at best yeah but if you've been waiting for a hardcover to come out one is coming allegedly well i mean if you listen to our three-hour episode interview with tom waltz he also said that there would be a hardcover mm. coming i mean there always is like there's there's like hardcovers and paperbacks of like batman ninja turtles like they they do them i feel like of every single miniseries out there oh i mean they i mean they do it in arcs of the comic like you know you have all the trades and stuff um so like i i'm excited for the eventual like collection and i think when that collection comes out i'll get rid of my individual issues because i won't need them anymore at that point like i collect comics but i also like you know i don't want to keep them all in a box if i'm never going to read them again yeah yeah i want to have i want to have the ones i read out on the floor yeah so um because i also know some people that are also waiting for all five issues to come out before they before they read last ronin yeah which i mean i guess if you're okay with everything getting spoiled then well, I mean, yeah, sure. like they, I mean, <laughs> granted, like some of these guys like aren't really in Ninja Turtle circles. Yeah. So, and it really, sometimes it kind of feels like we're the only ones who are super excited about Last Ronin, um, mm-hmm. which also on the flip side, a lot of people still don't know about Last Ronin, which, you know, just kind of says what that people don't pay attention to the comics. Yeah. But at the same time, it is the number one selling comic every single month that's come out. Awesome. which is which is really good like you know we want to see turtles do very well and like i've been saying vote with your wallet like if you want to see more content that's like the last ronin for ninja turtles then buy it you know buy the issues when they come out buy it digitally buy some for your friends like you know maybe don't go buy that thousand dollar statue that's coming out if you can't afford that don't put yourself in debt for that but yeah. you know if you have the means to do it and you really want that statue by all means go buy that statue yeah you know we want like if you want nickelodeon to put out the turtles content that you want show them with your wallet don't complain on facebook that you hate rise or you want more 87 like show them with your wallet what you want or ask people for you know free links to go and watch stuff for free on the internet yeah. instead and of just paying yeah. for a cheap streaming service <laughs> or yeah or just buying buying them like and i get it if you're in another country and it might not be available um yeah. because we all know you know tv rights suck but that's where today's sponsor nordvpn can help you out just yeah. kidding but nordvpn if you want to sponsor the show we would love to have your money <laughs> i do like money yeah like do you like we do like money um but no like it it does suck that like you can't it's it's hard to navigate who can legally give you what files yeah definitely the the thing is is like they are making them like legally available for people to purchase so piracy in this case i don't agree with yes that's the thing Um, is like if it's available to you to purchase legally then do it but if it's not then well whatever (laughs) yeah like like people complaining that like oh like i want to buy you know 2003 or like where can i watch the 2003 oh it's on youtube and it's like guys like yeah it's on youtube but it's not officially on youtube like they they, remember like back that was earlier this year when we found out that 
all of 2003 was going to be put on Paramount Plus. Like, yeah, that was insane. Yeah, like because that was the first time they had done anything with 2003 in years. Yeah, I mean, all that was available was the first three seasons to purchase on like Amazon and other places, and that's it. And still, like, all you can purchase is the first three seasons. Yeah, and then and then also you can you can watch it on Totally Turtles on Pluto TV, but like yeah. th- even then that's not they're not sequential episodes and they're always random. Yeah, like it's it's either that or Rise, like it flips back and forth. Mm-hmm. So like, and so so going back to eighty seven, like it sucks that it's not on any streaming services, but like the the complete series DVD is often very cheap. Yeah, to purchase. Yeah. And like, and everybody has a DVD player nowadays. It's 2021. Yeah. Like I, as someone who does not really like the 87 series and I'm doing a podcast that I'm not going to make any money off of, unless of course, you know, VPN company. Unless of course NordVPN would like yeah. to sponsor us. Yeah. Unless and, that, only, and only, and only NordVPN. I don't do Surfshark here. Right. If you're listening, uh, Squarespace. Or ExpressVPN or <laughs> what are the other ones you hear? But uh if me undies wants to send me some underwear, <laughs> some turtle themed underwear, I will wear it, yeah, post it on our Twitter and accept that money. What's so, that what's yeah. that mattress company that sponsors a lot of podcasts? I think new mattress. Oh, I think it's like Is it purple. Purple? purple? Yeah, I think it's purple. There we go. Purple, if you're listening. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. If Keith needs a new mattress, I could use some new underwear. Spencer, what do you need? I mean, I could use a new mattress too. I'll, I'll take a new mattress. No, no, no. You got to get a different sponsor. I got to get a different yeah, sponsor. Yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's what's left? Uh, Some sort of fancy breakfast cereal that you like or something? Uh, there's that. Uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron's always good. Blue Apron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's a shave kit out there. <laughs> Manscaped. Yeah. Yeah. There yes. Manscaped. Man- <laughs> We haven't met in person, but I'm the hairiest man you've ever met. <laughs> no, Keith, you can't say that because you're going to forfeit your mattress. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'm not super hairy, but, you know, it's fine. Anyway, my point is, is I bought this DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. we like we bought the, like, we bought our DVDs, you know, you can too. <laughs> yeah, the bigger point, market calendars. September 8th, last run of number four. September 14th, I'm assuming our episode about last run of number four is coming out. If you, I mean, if you, I'm assuming you looked it up on the calendar, so I'm going to default to, the, to you. But yeah, guys, so this is your month ahead warning. Uh, if you have not purchased any of the last Ronin, or if you want to get it, head up over to your local comic book shop. You can go to comicshoplocator.com, drop your zip code. And that'll show you all of the comic book shops in your area. You can go in there, set up a pull list, and that issue four will be waiting for you uh, the day it comes out. Um, You want to do that as soon as possible because that will let the store know how many issues to purchase. Because more than likely, you're not the only person reading Turtles in that comic book shop. So the more people they know to order for, the more likely you'll be able to get that uh, issue. You don't have to go to eBay. You don't have to buy it off of Amazon. Uh, you can support your local business and help out a comic book store. Um, if you do want to read it digitally, though, no problem in that. You can purchase it on Comixology, um, and we're contractually obligated to say the IDW app. 
Um, <laughs> and but Comicsology, like it's so easy to read um, comics on Comicsology. We're not sponsored by them, but Amazon. If you'd love to give me money, I would love to take that from you. Yeah. Um, or just give me my Comicsology subscription for free. You know. <laughs> and then we will just mention it every episode and how amazing it is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Comicsology super easy to read comics. Comicsology Unlimited has pretty much all of the turtles, IDW turtles and Mirage turtles on there. Um, like it's so easy to support things legally and show them with your money like the stuff you want to see and it's like that's why it always kind of sucks when you see people kind of roll their eyes when you suggest it and then they offer you like they're like oh like i don't want to pay for it and someone's like oh yeah you know kisscartoon.ru it's like you're gonna get so many viruses from that website I don't even know if Kiss Cartoon more is still around yeah. anymore. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thanks for coming to my turtle talk. <laughs> Do we have any more news to talk about? I don't think so. It's been a pretty light week for news. Yeah, we're not uh, Comic-Con lol, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in toy news, um, uh, if you are on the lookout for NECA figures, um, at Walmart, the Shadow Warriors pack has shown up, I think, in Tennessee. Um, and the new Shredder um, that's kind of that's designed off of the UK toy or poster, I can't remember. And the Ultimate Casey Jones figure, those are, are hitting Walmarts right now. Uh, and then over in the Toon Turtle side, uh, Mondo Gecko, Muckman, the Ultimate Foot Soldier, and I think now, as of today, Chrome Dome is starting to show up um, at uh, Targets for the cartoon line. Uh, Ultimate April, if you ordered that from the NECA store a couple months ago, those are starting to ship, but only the normal versions, not the signature edition that came with the raincoat and signature from Judith. Um, and then in Super 7 for the TMNT Ultimates toy line, if you ordered all four figures, if you ordered the entire wave of uh, Metalhead, Michelangelo, uh, Rocksteady, and I can't remember the fourth <laughs> character, April, uh, if you ordered all four of those figures in the wave in one shot, you were getting your figures already. If you ordered them individually like I did, you were waiting for shipments. So it was a whole thing brian flynn uh explained it in his interview with pixel dan a couple weeks ago uh great interview over on youtube pixel dan's uh channel but brian basically said they had all the figures except one individually and that's why they hadn't shipped them all out all out uh all out yet because he didn't want to uh only ship some and not have others which i can respect you know i'm i'm over here waiting for my figures Stupid me, I ordered all four individually. Because originally I wasn't going to get April. And then they showed off like the updated head they made for her. And then I was like, okay, I'll get April. And instead of canceling my other three, I bought April separately. <laughs> big oof. I mean, it's not that big of an oof. <laughs> I've had a I've had a pretty heavy toy month. So <laughs> waiting a little bit longer is totally fine for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that is it for. Oh, it's free. It was. It was free. By the time you listen to this, it was free comic book day. Um, so 
you may or may not be able to go find the limited edition uh, Playmates Classic Turtles pack that's done up to look like Mirage Turtles. Um, it was supposed to come out last year, but you know there was this whole Panini going on. Um, and that was a limited edition set of 3,600. Um, they are showing up in comic book shops this year. So uh, like I said, only 3,600. So you may get them at your store, you may not, but it's worth checking out. So, uh, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be jumping back over to the comics to be reading issues number 48, 49, and 50 of volume one of TMNT. So that's a two-part Shades of Grey and then City at War, part one of 13. We're starting City at War finally? Yeah. Yeah. So Shades of Grey is like the, the prelude or whatever you want to call it, the prologue i can't remember but, but they literally call yeah. it the whatever pre it's it leads into city of war yep <laughs> and if, if you're pre, interested in pre, reading it the uh, yeah. issue 48 was included with the casey jones best of that came out a couple of weeks ago so if you want to read that head on over to your comic book store they probably got a copy for you all right, guys, uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please let us know somewhere over on the internet because we love to hear that kind of uh, adulation, I guess you could say. Uh, you can hit us up at Ninja Turtle PH. That's Ninja Turtle PH over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you like the show and you want to leave us a review, please do that on the podcasting app of choice. Um, wherever podcasts are sold that's where you'll find us um that helps feed the algorithm lets us know what you think of the show lets us know how we're doing lets other people find the show as the show grows organically through that algorithm um and yeah guys we love you we wouldn't be doing this without you so i know i say it every week but i I genuinely mean it definitely appreciate you i said love i said love you do. You did say love. And I say love you sometimes said, too. I you said, said appreciate. appreciate. So if you, you know, listeners, you know, you know, you know, it's, it's real. When you know, you know, you know. All right. All right. So that's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening again. Until next time. Cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. I'll teach you criminals not to desecrate our fair playgrounds. <laughs> He's so good, I know. Since you put it that way, yeah, I'm seeking employment. See, I... uh, The name's Jones. Casey Jones. I must have had one of those Mandela effect things, too, because I always thought he said, one job, please. But he did not not say that. I was very disappointed. He didn't. Oh, yeah? Fire this! Yeah. (laughs) The amount... The amount of tables he smacked with the bat. I forgot to say like how funny that was. Yeah.
Yeah, I, I, I so. definitely feel like you get a more fleshed out version of this in the comics as well as in the 2003 series. Like like when they go to like invade TCR, when they go to like help the turtles get inside of TCRI, like that's got to be like one of my favorite moments from the 2003 mm. series. And you get to see Casey being a nut job. It's a lot of fun. So who wants what next week? Spencer, do you want to take number 50? It's your show. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll take 50. Oh, is that the first issue of City of War? Yeah. yeah. Ah, fine. <laughs> Mike, what do you want? The I, part one or two? Uh, I'll do two. Okay. All righty. I'm excited. I'm excited for I'm excited for City of War. It's a good arc. It's just long. It's thirteen issues. Thirteen so issues. But don't what, they like two don't, months for us? Yeah. Don't they reduce it down to being like? 20 page issues though like like a normal sized issue instead of like the 40 yeah well, yeah because we i think we talked about yeah we talked about that last week where they mm-hmm. um have now um switched over from 40 issues to two to 40 pages to 20 pages yeah it looks yes. like shades of gray part one is 27 i don't I mean, think so either the city of war ones are any longer uh maybe 50 is a bit longer and maybe the last one's a bit longer but yeah they're all pretty standard comic book size yeah they don't go too crazy after that well i better get heading to bed because it's getting late on my end and i've got an early morning i mean it's getting late on keith's end i'm sure real late but yeah yeah Yeah. i've been up later (laughs) (laughs) this is nothing right all right, guys. Until next week, then. Yeah, well, take week. care. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye.